1: Beyond and hello everyone. My name is Jonathan Dornbush, and this is Podcast Beyond, IGN's weekly PlayStation show covering all the latest and greatest and real news and fake news and interviews and rumors and news and just everything in the world of PlayStation. We actually have a busy show this week to talk about, uh, but we also have an emotional one because we're all in studio today. I'm joined this week by Lucy O'Brien. Hello. hello it is Lucy. so
2: nice and weird to be back. I know. This is very surreal for me.
1: It's well it's wonderful to be here and I'll talk about why in just a second, but we're also joined by Max Govill. Happy
0: Max. to be here and I I really I plan to continue to be here and I you know, it's nice being here, it and all is. That.
1: Being here is nice. Also, here with us for for those, especially you'll notice probably on video, is Peppers. Peppers is with us. I'm sure he will oh. chime in. Oh, show you, that off, no, but... no, please, we don't want uh, the, <laughs> the sensors <little>
2: struggling legs.
1: <laughs> I don't know how YouTube sensors are with animals, but we're we're fine probably. Um, but no, we do actually have a lot of PlayStation news to talk about this week, including uh, rumors and reports of when God of War might be releasing. Uh, big news about Final Fantasy VII Remake Part Two, which is not called Remake Part Two. Dragon's Dogma Two. The new PlayStation Plus is out. We have a lot to talk about, but most importantly for this show, and we'll get to the I think the the meat of it later because I we need to do the show as well, and I don't want to cry the whole time. Is the fact that Lucy, this is your last show with us as an IGN employee? Correct. I yes. will
2: guest. I'm sticking around in the Bay Area, so anytime you know you're like we need Lucy O'Brien on the show to talk about David Cage. Yes, uh, I will. <laughs> I will return. um It is extremely bittersweet to be saying goodbye, but. Um, Let's not be strangers. Absolutely.
1: Yes, we'll, uh, we'll get to all the sad goodbyes at the end because we do have news to talk about this week. But uh, Lucy, we're happy you could be here with us for this final episode. We're, we're happy to do it with you. And we have a lot to talk about this week. We do. It is an exciting episode where I didn't have to scramble for a run of show. We actually have a lot to talk about. Uh, and the first thing I want to start off with is that we have two new sequels confirmed. Uh, big one that people have been waiting a while for, for info about. Uh, I'll start with the first one because it's sort of a, a combo news piece, is that Final Fantasy 7 Remake Part 2 Was officially revealed this past week. It is called Final Fantasy 7 Rebirth. Uh, it is going to actually be, they confirmed the second in a three part remake trilogy project. They finally confirmed it's a trilogy. That's kind of what they're aiming That's like for. like a weird relief for me. Yeah, me too. Like,
0: yeah. I was going to, I mean, it, obviously, it would be nice if we have a complete story at some point in this decade but if they just did like a two-parter i would that would have been that would have sat weird with me
1: yeah you know i just
0: like trilogies they're cleaner you know it's just feels good
1: yeah especially with uh without spoiling it i think the scope of what this game is doing and granted i haven't played the original seven which i've, I've talked about before but like knowing what this is in comparison to it probably needs more than one game to go so we're going to be getting that uh rebirth is coming next winter which means the end of 2023 or beginning of 2024 uh but before that we're also getting a crisis core remake which is coming this winter
2: now people love crisis core they right? do. like i i, I played, played i played the the heck out of the mainline final fantasy series from seven onwards but i never really spun off out of that and crisis core seems to be one of those like very fan favorites mm-hmm. did you play it
0: no um i've never yeah, yeah i mean it's oh, okay a, then it's we're a, all useless to yes, talk about yes. It. okay it's a <laughs> psp spinoff that came out what like ten years after the original did basically? Yeah. Was and that kind of alongside Advent Children? I can't remember. Like it was I of-
1: feel like it was part of that project and like Dirge of Cerberus. I don't want to get it wrong exactly on timing, but I think those were, were part of what was going on. Um but yeah, that's coming this winter. That one is multi platform. Rebirth has only been announced for PS five, so it will be new gen only uh not released on ps4 probably comes to pc at some point in the future but uh we got teaser trailers for both of those the crisis core one was just focused on zach i think i am correct in saying uh since it's his story and we'll get a little bit more there and then remake part two's trailer hinted at some of what we'll see at the beginning of that game but i also don't want to spoil what remake part one does because if you haven't played it if you know anything about seven, which I only have a cursory knowledge of, it's wild what it does for that game. Um, so those are really exciting to look forward to. I do have a question. Since Lucy, you have played a bit of Final Fantasy Max. How much FF have you played in general?
0: Um, I've always sort of dabbled. Okay. You know, like I always really appreciated the the characters in the world, but it was like as far as like being one of those people who's like played FF seven like eight times. Like that wasn't me. Yeah. Um, I never owned it, you know? Like, I had a, I had a file on my friend's PlayStation and got, like, a chunk of the way through it and then, I don't know, moved or we'd stop being friends or whatever. And then I started again on, I think, on Vita and played with, like, the where you could, like, speed through things or what. You uh, know, like, okay. I basically tried to jump into it a bunch of times. So I played the beginning a whole lot, you know? It's actually, it's yeah. weirdly similar to Dune in that I've read, like, the first 80% of Dune, like, three times. Yeah, I played the beginning of FF7 a whole bunch of times. So, like remake was really fun the first part i'm like all right cool and then i'm like what happens at? i think they go snowboarding yeah. <laughs> there's a golden saucer, the of golden saucer. Yeah. Yeah. yeah um but yeah i mean it's it's um I, I really enjoyed remake i had a really mm-hmm. good time with it um what i didn't really know what to make at the end of it you know like it's sort of i think it's funny how they were like we're gonna be we're sticking we're staying faithful we're changing some stuff get a little bit creative but also we're staying faithful and you get to the end you're like Really?
1: <laughs> Are you now? It um, seems yeah. like it blew the doors off everything. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. A very, what's funny for me is I come to Final Fantasy from the Kingdom Hearts side. And so for me, it feels very appropriate for Nomura to be doing that with Final Fantasy as he's done with Kingdom Hearts. But um, Victoria wrote in to BeyondAdigyM.com, like you can actually before the announcement, but it, but it feels apropos for this week, and said, I've never played a Final Fantasy game at all. But after seeing the awesome footage for 16, I'm really interested in diving into the series. It's pretty overwhelming given how many entries there are what game do you think would be a good starting point for someone new also love the show i just heard about you all a few months ago and haven't missed an episode since you guys inspired me to finally try going for platinums and i just got my first on horizon forbidden west congratulations oh, awesome. for that as well uh but yeah final fantasy lucy do you have like a good especially now because this it's is not so... a series you don't start at one. Oh god <laughs> i mean
2: this is the thing i'm not the best person to ask as i said like i've played every mainline game but only once yeah um, apart from maybe Final Fantasy VII, which I did play a few times through because I was a tiny child and had the time. <laughs> um, I don't know. I think fifteen is honestly like a a, a decent entry point um, because it's you know it's accessible and it's uh, new and and then you could move to Final Fantasy VII remake um, and then you know I I think it's always good to start with the more modern accessible games yeah Uh, and then if you love those enough you can jump back Mm um i i mean i mean i love the you know the older games as well but uh in terms of a starting point i feel like those are kind of self-contained enough to 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 jump in and 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 then if it hooks you yeah then you can go into the slightly more challenging older ones i just say challenging because they're older yeah not not you know they're just older like they're there's, there's, yeah, that they're, old I mean, they're,
0: they're clunky. Like, if clunky. you don't like, if you don't like turn based experiences or like, you know, inventory management or not, not inventory management, just if you don't like menus, you know, you're <laughs> well, not going to have a good time there. It's That's- the
2: same t- people ask, what's the best Resident Evil game to sort of, if you've never played one, you know, I always say, well, start with Resident Evil 2 Remake. Like, you know, go for the most right. accessible modern one yeah. that is like, not confusing I mean, um yeah. and and then if it really hooks you then you can go and 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 dive into something where you're a little bit more okay i'll i'll be a little lenient towards these jankier older systems
0: yeah i played i like 15 i really loved it mm-hmm. and i think it was because it didn't really have any baggage to it like it mm-hmm. felt like it could have been a new franchise exactly. like it was such a far such a huge departure from what final fantasy was up until that point point. and it's crazy to think like ff7 at one point was like that where right. it was like, it's like, oh, this isn't like, this isn't fantasy anymore. This is like weird diesel punk, you know, future stuff with, it still has cactus people in it, you know. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, it again, it's like, as far as what this franchise is, it's had so many little strange, you know, reinventions and mm-hmm. departures. And it's, you know, we talked about this uh, a while ago, or I guess after the state of play or whatever, but how like, there's something almost kind of like magical about 16 because it is. Like it doesn't have any preconceived notions. Yeah. Like it's a totally fresh start because, and it's for, I mean, for the better part of, you know, a decade and change, they've kind of been going back to the same, you know, the same old stuff and kind of dusting off familiar things. And I don't know, like I, I messed around with, uh, with what was it? 13, mm-hmm. which, and that's one of those ones where it's like, oh no. Well, like once you get through the first 40 <laughs> hours of, of it, it opens up and it's like. Okay, and then there's yeah. two more apparently the third one's really good, but you have to play the first two to get to it. Yeah. It's kind of like I don't know, that was the that was the last time Final Fantasy tried to sort of reinvent itself and to try something new, but um yeah, I, I actually, I complete, I really, I really love fifteen. I'm gonna I'm gonna back Lucy on this. I like think fifteen or, or remake. You and know? I think
2: fifteen has enough. You know, it was, it was a, a reinvention of sorts, but it, it still has those Final Fantasy bones. You know, the weird <laughs> characters, the mm-hmm. just the the strange eccentricity of like the pot noodles it's just very you know, <laughs> Final Fantasy is a really eccentric yeah. Japanese series and, yeah. and and I love that about it and so yeah I think 15 is a great place to start then move to 7 remake and then yeah also then you can be more forgiving with some of the older entries which are great
0: playing 15 this far since it launched is such it's got to be a really one I kind of want to go back to it it's mm-hmm. it's got to be so much better because when it first came out like the whole thing is it was sort of an open world game it was like you can run around and go wherever yeah you're on a road trip um, but if you, the you get, you get a flying car, your car, your car can fly. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. If you land it anywhere, but on the road, it will explode. <laughs> <laughs> like that was the thing they had early on. And then they were like, we should probably address that. <laughs> also, let's give it monster truck tires. Why the, why the F not? You know?
1: <laughs> I actually never played 15. So I should probably go do that. Yeah, at some you, point should. I think yeah. you
2: would really dig it.
1: it. Especially now that the, they added all the DLC, like mm-hmm. which filled in story gaps that I know people complain about at launch where it's like essentially some chapters seemed like they were missing for people. That. There's
0: one chapter that just flat out sucked when it <laughs> launched it was just really bad.
1: Yeah. They they seem to have addressed all that. So Victoria 15 might be a good starting place, especially because it is uh on PS Plus both the collection, if you're just a basic essential subscriber, but uh 15, I think the older versions of like seven, eight remastered, nine. 10, 10, 2 and twelve are all part of PlayStation Plus new mm-hmm. to a certain extent. So if you want Final Fantasy and you're subscribed, that is a very good place to go to if you, if you want some of those. But uh, yeah, I'm excited. I loved Remake, even though I know a lot of Final Fantasy Seven fans are like, you played and you didn't play the original. You must have no idea what's going on. And I was like, I read a wiki for like five minutes. Also, I know the biggest story reveal because it's, you know, the story twist that everyone talks about.
0: Yeah, also, if, yeah. I mean, if, <laughs> if they didn't like want you to play it, they probably wouldn't have ma- made it accessible yeah. for you. Yeah. I, it's, yeah. yeah, it's there. Play it.
1: <laughs> I got enough. And I think once you know the layered meeting, it becomes really more interesting. And it is probably the only thing I can think of right now that is almost like a meta textual commentary on sequels and yeah. remakes. Yeah. But it's cool in that way. And, and I think even if you don't have that layer, it's just a really pretty, uh, like, such good combat in that game. It's-
0: and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream.
1: So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream. Available wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, so, yeah. Fine. Uh, but that wasn't the only sequel rpg news we got this week literally simultaneously at the same time this was happening uh the final fantasy stream at the same time there was a dragon's dogma announcement reveal showcase which i want to i want to preface came a couple days after a capcom event where they could have announced it but they held a special dragon's dogma Reveal video. Do they want it. this
0: thing to fail? Like I just.
1: <laughs> I don't know. I'm very confused about it. But anyway, Dragon's Dogma is a very, very beloved though. I guess somewhat niche RPG.
2: I would say niche. It, I I never played it. It came out what twenty ten years ago. Twelve.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, it came out in a weird spot. I played a yeah. bit of it. I guess I sort of did like a not great review of it. I don't know. Like I played. I played. It was basically a like a very post-launch preview where I played a good chunk of it and was like, here's here are my thoughts on it, which I feel bad calling that a review. But like, it's mechanically, I love this game so much. Mm-hmm. It has, um, I was talking to some friends about it and someone pointed out that it it kind of did what Breath of the Wild did before Breath of the Wild, because there's a lot of, you can climb a lot of stuff in this. Yeah. Like there's this kind of got that Shadow of the Colossus, like climbing enemies approach. Um, it does a bunch of really interesting novel stuff and it came out kind of at an interesting time because it was like right when Like it was immediately post-Skyrim. So people were obviously comparing it to that. And it was also kind of, you know, following the original Dark Souls. And I think it was I guess Witcher 2 was out at that point. So it was kind of an interesting time for what, you know, AAA RPGs were doing. And this one, it's got it's got this, it's got this pawn system where basically you create you create like NPC party members and then you can like share them over the internet. And it's really funny because if you have like really sexy ones, they'll they'll come back like super leveled up because dudes are like, yeah, I want to hire these babes to be in my party. But like, I had like a seven foot tall dude modeled after Lemmy Kilmeister from Motorhead, and he Hell would yeah. just like he'd be like, oh, nobody wants to hang out with me. Um, but it's it's really it's it's really funny. Um, not, I don't think uh, deliberately. My favorite thing is you can you can basically pick up enemies or like animals is like there's snakes you can pick up snakes and throw them at people i love it and there's like you could there's pigs and i i forget like you can't pick up the pigs but you can climb onto them but they're like smaller than you <laughs> so you're just like hunched <laughs> out of this thing i'm i'm talking about the most reductive idiotic sides of this game but i'm i'm also i also just rebought it on um on xbox because it's on sale so i'm gonna go back and check it out but it's yeah it's going to be really interesting to see what this game looks like as it's running on the the RE engine. Isn't so it?
1: yeah, Dra- Dragon's Dogma 2, they they didn't show anything about it but announced it during this uh anniversary event. Uh and yeah, the only thing I think we know is that it's running on the RE engine which is used for all the remakes and is mm-hmm. beautiful. It's a really gorgeous engine, but we don't have any other information besides a logo uh worn on a, on a shirt. Yeah. So th- I mean, that's how you know a game is real. Do is you think they could have
0: revealed this worse? Like, they didn't have anything to show, and they did it at the same time as, like, one of the most anticipated announcements of the generation, maybe?
1: It's a—yeah, it's a pretty weird one. It didn't—it's a weird one because it's, it's a game in general that I think has survived so much on word of mouth. and the, But, like, people who love it really, really love it. I know our producer Red loves it. I know a few other, like, critics and, and games journalists who adore this game. But it's not—I think it was one, like you were saying, that kind of got buried, but was ahead of its time mm-hmm. in many ways. And so— maybe this reveal isn't the greatest, but I also think when you don't have any gameplay to show, like that's when it's going to matter for a wider audience is when they can see what Dragon's Dogma 2 plays like. Mm-hmm. If they were so, selling
0: a t-shirt, that would be a good reveal, but it's a video <laughs> game. So maybe, I don't know, sit on it for a little while. Yeah. Hold off for Gamescom or something. I get
1: why for like the anniversary of it all. But yeah, it was a weird, like, why wasn't this at the Capcom showcase that happened a couple days earlier? Um, right. Look, if I was funny.
0: celebrating my wedding anniversary and I like opened my blazer and I was like, I remembered your anniversary, but I forgot a gift. My wife would be mad at me. <laughs> it's just kind of a weird way <laughs> to go fair. about that.
1: Um, yeah, It is a weird way to go about it. And it was sort of a strange like... Two Final Fantasy trailers popping up, everyone was excited for, and then a and T-shirt man, on the side. Is
0: a I love that it is the sequel to the remake of one of the most beloved RPGs ever. And they're like, well, we'll announce it, our sequel to a weird, like deep cut kind of cult favorite game that probably didn't sell too well. And We're gonna do it at the same time.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> it would have worked so well as an end to that Capcom showcase, where it was like, "You just saw new RE four, and if you want more about an upcoming sequel in a beloved franchise, here you go." Mm-hmm. And then they just announced it there, but it is coming. I'm interested to try it. Like you said, the first game is super cheap on sale. I think in most places these days, I'd like to give it a try because That's, I've only yeah. heard good things. It's
0: also it's Dark Arisen, which is kind of like a next gen uprise right. yeah. redo mm-hmm. remake thing, and I think they, I think they did some like weird little quality of life. Things to tweak it. I remember one thing that really sucked is basically fast travel is like a special treat you get at the very end of the game as opposed (laughs) to like a thing that makes it easier to play the friggin' game. Oh, yeah. Like you had to spend like a million dollars to get like a single use rock that let you go (laughs) back to your home base to like upgrade your crap. Um, I don't know.
1: Yeah, that is like a paying for fast travel in horizon was never my favorite thing ah, to do so way. yeah uh hopefully hopefully they've learned especially after a decade but yeah it is a beloved game i'm excited to hear more about it but uh yeah two big rpg sequels plus crisis core as well the remake coming uh, so a lot to look forward to. oh i just to.
0: remember this we're watching if you're watching the video that we got gameplay up right now there's a bunch of like manticores and chimeras and stuff in this game where it's like three different animals glued together like the Braemontan musicians and i just love i think you could attack different parts of them but it like treats it like you're fighting three animals at once, where well, it's like, you've hurt the goat, and it's like, well, there's still a lion and a crab attached to it. Like, I'm, what am I supposed to do with this?
2: I'm sorry to say, it does look like one of the animals is mounting the other animal. It doesn't look like... Yeah, that's why we're trying to an, get, it knock look it off. Get off of him. It doesn't look like they're joined. It looks like they're you're interrupting a mating ritual right now.
1: You might have been. Mm. I don't know the game well enough to say either way. Mm-hmm. So, Dragon's Dogma fans, please let us know if that's I think, what the subtext is.
2: All <laughs> jokes aside, I think this
0: sequel is in a really, really good spot, yeah. assuming it's actually a cool, interesting, good game. Yeah. But the success of Elden Ring, like, I think a lot of people who got into Elden Ring are going to be like, okay, what next? And going into older FromSoft stuff after Elden Ring, I think is going to be really tricky, but to jump into something like... You know, a a next gen Dragon's Dogma sequel could be huge. Yeah. Like that could be a really good thing for it. So yeah. I don't know. Yeah. So if it comes out in the next five years, you know, yeah, uh,
1: five seems like a good trajectory based on the way we see reveals these days and the, the level of what you see. Um But yeah, two two exciting games to look out for uh, in the near term and hopefully one later on. Uh, but another game that, of course, continue to continues to pop up as one we want to look forward to in the near term, but don't know if we will, is God of War Ragnarok, which has always been confirmed for a 2022 release date there has not been uh, announced changes to that but it's also been very silent for that game mm-hmm. so naturally everyone worries uh but this story is again another reminder of don't necessarily believe everyone who just tweets a thing out about a game and what's Mm. happening. But anyway, all these rumors started going around that God of War had been delayed. Uh, some of it was due to people thinking, uh, internal release date changes either on the PSN store or in like third party retailers was suggesting this move and whatnot. Anyway, both Bloomberg and IGN's own sources report that, uh, Even though there's not been a formal release date announced, God of War still seems to be on track for this year. Uh, Bloomberg first uh, reported this, and then our sources corroborated it. But originally, there were allegedly plans internally for a September release, but it was then internally pushed till November. So as of right now, as far as we know, again, nothing is announced, and I think... Bloomberg both said this and we have said this before until you have the game it's understandable to w- not be sure when you're going to get it especially yeah. because dev cycles move so much everyone is still dealing with hybrid or remote work like all these factors come up in game development so it's natural that things might get pushed but as of now God of War seemingly will come out in November
2: it's just so funny that that you know news is created on top of, like, these very shaky rumors at best. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's like someone being like, well, I think it's delayed and I'm going to tweet it out uh, because my cousin's (laughs) uncle who works at Sony said, you know, and it's just, and then you sort of have to go in and and corroborate. Uh, But, yeah, you're right, Dorno. Like, I think um, ultimately this isn't saying that it absolutely will 100% come out in November because things do move, I think game development right now as you say is in such a weird place um and everyone is really really conscious of crunch you know and and i I, the worst thing would obviously be that team crunching that becoming public it 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 all you know becoming this big sort of mess exactly um and no one wants that uh and and so you know I, i i would love god of war ragnarok to come out in november but i am also not counting on it right exactly yeah
1: i i think the best thing to always do when we don't have information is and it's that frustrating push and pull because i get why fans want to hear and would want to latch on to a rumor that they see about a game because they haven't heard anything since last september mm. other than you know the quick anniversary video that cory put out via sony santa monica of just saying like we'll have more to share with you soon but we don't have it right now and it's like I think this is a game where they don't want to drip feed you little bits of information. They know how much people care about this game and are excited. And they just want to be able to tell you things when it's ready. Mm -hmm. But you also, like, you're never going to get companies every couple weeks going like, yep, still ready for 2022. That's just not how the news works for these companies. So I think, you know, it is frustrating as a fan to want to hear more but not being able to. But until we hear otherwise from official or vetted sources, it's always one of those things where it's like, don't necessarily latch on to everything someone posts on a forum about what the situation is i mean
0: i would prefer this this kind of news cycle to like or the the, this radio silence to i don't know like there was that 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 awesome sony presser at e3 that one year that had all of the cool stuff that we could have possibly wanted and then we spent the next five years after that waiting for most of those things to trickle out. exactly and it's like you know if there's if there's nothing to say don't say anything which is completely you know contradictory to my entire approach the podcast but um you know it's it's weird for them to be like oh it's it's been delayed but there's no release date okay like it's it makes sense for them to have an internal target release date with the understanding that it may very well not hit that date it's kind of like when you set two alarms and you're like i'm gonna sleep through the first one yeah better have a backup <laughs> but uh yeah i don't know it, i'm at this point i'm like i have such i have such faith in this game that i'm not really too hung up on it yeah when it comes yeah. out i'm gonna play it um it's going to take priority over whatever the hell else is happening that mm-hmm. week. So like, yeah, you know,
1: it's also a game. I don't want to see much more. I no, like completely. I, I am very fine. If all we get is one announcement trailer alongside the release date, maybe one, like here's the state of play where they explain some of the new features and that's it. I probably yeah. wouldn't like, um, if I wasn't covering it probably for the show, whenever that happens, I probably wouldn't watch that state of play. Mm-hmm. Cause I just want to go in cold. For this
0: well, they were, they were super quiet with, with it prior to the first one coming out, yeah, like, there was the giant chunk of gameplay that leaked, and that almost seemed like too good to be true. And I remember like going into that game, we were all like, "Is this going to be good? Like, yeah, is this, mm. it looks cool." And then it, you know, of course, was just absolutely phenomenal
1: game.
2: There like, was a pretty thorough pr beat for it though close to it but yeah there
1: was a preview beat where mm-hmm. I, yeah. I think andrew and a couple other people had gotten like a couple hours hands-on with it mm-hmm. but yeah and that was of course there needed to be like a proof of what they're doing with this new version of it but we know what that proof is now it's that game they released yeah, in 2018 exactly. it's, it's kind of wild yeah.
0: that it is it is such a known quantity in terms of quality and i hope i don't eat those words but like yeah. the first one we were like it's kind of weird to think back on it because we were skeptical
2: you oh, know? absolutely. And yeah, with good yeah. reason. I mean, yeah. God, it was God of War, a series that was a lot of fun, but no one took mega seriously because mm-hmm. it was just sort of dumb fun with, like, lots of titties and... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, like, it was... It was Kratos as this gruff kind of non character. And yeah, it's then like all tap, of us.
0: Tap X to do boners or whatever. Yeah. You
2: know, and, and then all of a sudden, it, 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 someone took it seriously, and, and so did we. And it was a, a real surprise. But yeah. you're right. You know, what we've seen so far is, is, is very much in step with the first game.
1: Yeah. So it, it's one where I know everyone's excited and hopeful and mm-hmm. wants that information. I think we will get it whenever they're ready and if that means potentially november obviously sony has not confirmed these reports at all but if that means november great uh currently i was looking at some of the release calendars i think there's like two games announced for november right now one of them being pokemon so november is a pretty weird year right yeah september and october have october have filled out a little bit more Mm -hmm. uh we're starting to actually get like a fall release but yeah november is quiet
0: i think a lot of people paid close attention to what happened with cyberpunk yeah Uh, oh yeah and it really i mean it's You don't. It's also the reality that a lot of things got shaken up by people working remotely and COVID and stuff. And there's, I'm sure, there's issues with supply chain shortages and nonsense. And yeah, nobody wants to work at the dank GameStop anymore or whatever. (laughs) Like, there's a lot of weird factors at play. And it's there's really, I don't think there's much harm in considering how fast you can like disseminate information. Is there that much harm in just like holding off on a release date until you're you're sure you can hit it?
1: No. Obviously, we want to,
0: you know, we want to block out schedule to be like oh i'm gonna take this day off of work so i can f- fight monsters or whatever. <laughs> but it's yeah it's I, yeah
1: for them other than release years i think being good targets for shareholders that's why we get years like yeah. but, like that's why god of war was originally a 2021 date probably also they optimistically thought they could hit it but you saw all these games get 2021 dates because it was just the start of covid we didn't know how long work from home was going to last they need to put out dates to satisfy here's all the money we're going to make in the months to come yeah. but i think it is good of them i i think you know playstation has before had games where it was like here's the release date oh that release date has now even moved just by a couple of weeks Like yeah. that has happened with some games and i think with a game this big for them they don't want to put that date out there until they absolutely know mm-hmm. um and that's fine with me i i totally understand everyone's like oh but i just want to know about this game but we'll get there if we're gonna know about god of war and then it'll be like why well, oh yeah it's god of war is yeah, it. yeah
2: yeah and stay off twitter you know just like i think that's good advice across the board just in
0: general what's that? Yeah. what are you doing on there there was nothing good to do yeah mm-hmm. no it's just that. such a
2: dark crappy yeah. place to get information from so um,
1: unless i see a movie i turn it off after work every day i've been doing that yeah. for the last few months and i'm like infinitely more at peace yeah, anyway things. yeah uh well god of war whenever we get to play it will be very exciting but uh yeah i was gonna
0: Hope. piggyback on that i yeah. loved it like take two basically to come out and be like yes there's gonna be a gta 6 shut up stop yeah. commenting yeah. on everything that rockstar posts on instagram like, yeah. they're gonna make it what do you think they're gonna make five of something the fifth one being the most successful <laughs> thing anyone's ever made and you yeah. are just gonna stop there yeah i mean obviously they could put gta 5 on the next three generations of consoles but like maybe they're gonna make another thing, <laughs> yeah, Just exactly. A hazard to guess.
1: Just maybe, yeah. But we uh, we know the team. I know people. Speaking of Twitter, though, I do know Corey uh, Barlog. Obviously, he's not the director for this one, but did recently reappear on Twitter. And oh, has that excited the? Family. Oh, of course it has, <laughs> so, Corey. My condolences to your mentions, probably already. <laughs> but um, it, it's also good to see you back on there, sir. But yeah, we uh, it'll be fun in the lead up. I'm I'm very excited when we get to talk about that game when when it's something we can play. But uh, for now, what you can play. Or check out uh, of older games is the new PlayStation Plus that launched this past Monday. It feels like a year ago already, but after months of lead up and rumors, Peppers is just snoozing over here. He? Oh, for okay, him. cool. Yeah, yeah I was like, uh, my
0: dog. Go?
1: <laughs> the new PlayStation Plus and its new tiers are out in North America. I think Europe is still waiting for those, uh, but it's out in North America after a slow rollout everywhere. Uh, the full lineups for North America are out. I think it actually ended up being a little bit more than they had said. I think it's like somewhere near 800 total games instead mm-hmm. of 700. Uh, but luckily, on the good side of things, old games, this was sort of up for uh, debate, what would happen here, but old games in North America, at least, are running in 60 hertz.
2: Yeah, uh, not, this... not, and we've definitely heard the reports about them not running at 60 hertz elsewhere, because yeah. they're using the PAL yeah, versions that are running at 50 hertz. So yeah. condolences. The
1: the that is in some territories you're not getting the the most optimized version of those games. Unfortunately,
0: so 60 hertz is good. Yes, higher hertz is you want is more better. hertz. Yes, okay, yeah.
1: It's it's how you get the points to go rent a car.
0: Gotcha. Yeah. I was
1: um, waiting for that joke. I was <laughs> waiting. I was like, he's
2: going to do a original
1: car joke. Ooh, it's coming! I'm going to an how do get actually? a
0: Hertz donut.
1: <laughs> um. Anyway, so we know that about that. We did get the full lineup. It is. Obviously, in North America, we do have the option and benefit of PS3 streaming as a thing there, but also, you know, the detraction of not having downloads mm-hmm. for PS3 games, which is it continues to be a bummer. But we we got the library; it's a it's a pretty thorough one uh, for PS4 and PS5 in particular. We I'm not going to go through and list everything, but obviously, the full list is on uh, PlayStation's website, so you can go check that out for the tiers. Uh, my thought after checking it out for a little bit, I don't know if either of you have had time to look at the libraries or just what's on offer. Yeah, my my like current thinking about it is i think the the extra tier i hate the naming but the extra tier which is the middle tier which gets you 400 plus uh ps4 and ps5 games is great if you are just getting a ps5 or ps4 even uh if you're just jumping into the library if you've missed out on first party games that is a really really great subscription it's tbd on what it looks like for the future but i think it's a really good start the premium tier is not worth it to me. Mm-hmm. You're getting right now 10-ish PlayStation 1 games, PS games in a good way a lot of them are the remasters that are available on ps4 so you're getting better quality versions there but it's like a mixture of some things ps3 is obviously streaming only and it's lacking some stuff that was even on ps now
2: i think the my question with that tier yeah, is who is it for yeah. because you know if it's if it's for people like us who have grown up with playstation and honestly want to jump into like nostalgia tier right yeah um then you'd want that library that older library to be far more fleshed out than it is um with you know we've already played ps4 and ps5 games you know we've got that library already like so i'm not quite sure who that tier is necessarily for because if you're a a new if you're new to playstation are you really going to want to jump in and play like abe's odyssey like do you know what i (laughs) mean like it's just like it's just a it's i i cannot figure out who it's for, and unless they're going to really go hard um, in on that old PS1, PS2 library and flesh it out, Regularly, yeah, I'm st- I'm I'm just confused. You know, yeah. I was waiting for Middle Gear Solid for <laughs> Silent Hill. Do you yeah. know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like no, that's totally. the kind of stuff that I wanted to see. I wanted to jump back in and 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 have all those nostalgia feelings. But mm-hmm. um, there's just not enough there t- for to justify it for me.
0: Well, that's the that's the weird issue is a lot of the stuff we associate as being like classic PlayStation games is belongs to somebody else. Like if they don't have the yeah. keys necessarily. Yeah. I was baffled by the. I feel like it's a, re- a pretty weak lineup for PS2 stuff. There but- was.
1: There's, they're mostly relying on the remasters, yeah. Which is the, but there were yeah.
0: there, there was weird ones that kind of remasters like like Racer Revenge that just dropped. Like there was oh yeah, and, which mm. came. I, I don't think you could buy that initially. It came as like an exclusive on either a version of Battlefront Two, or you had to buy the Star Wars PlayStation Four Pro or something. Like, it was something <laughs> right. really weird where it was like this is a you get a free PS Two game and it's like all right, you just had that in the back there. Like yeah. yeah,
2: I think I mean again the tier names kill me yeah they just won't stick in my head well
1: i've talked about it. why didn't they just do the trophy names why was it just not the bronze silver, Oh my gold? god, Actually, it it's, just so there.
2: It's, it's just, just there, there. <laughs> um but i would say that yeah like if you are new to PlayStation, like you've never had a console, a PlayStation console before, yeah, um, I think that like the the entry level tiers uh, are good value. Like, yeah. that's that's mm-hmm. that's great. That's a it's a fantastic offering for new people to PlayStation. For those early adopters, such as everyone on this panel, I just yeah, I'm not sure what the value there is.
1: Yeah, but for for that extra tier, <clears throat> excuse me, which comes with the PS4 and PS5 games, like. Obviously, we know there are supply chain issues, so a lot of people are going to be getting PS5s over the coming months, and to be able to day one play. Returnal, Miles Morales, mm-hmm. Death Stranding Director's Cut goes to Tsushima Director's Cut, Demon's Souls Remake, all these other great first party games that have already come out. You're in a really good place to be able to jump mm-hmm. in day one. Like I it's a no-brainer to me. And especially if you've missed if you've missed more than two of those first party games, get yeah, it for a month or two totally. and you're you're sold. Yeah. And you have you also have all the PS4 games. So you have like the Shadow of the Colossus remake. You have the entirety of House Mark's catalog from the last yeah. couple generations. You have uh there's a weird one. excuse me i'm actually gonna read because it came in via a question uh grant wrote in and said love the podcast been listening for some time now and finally writing in for your opinions on something i don't understand i'm uk based so still waiting on the psn silver gold and platinum tiers that's what i think they should be called uh did you just
2: steal it from that
1: guy no no we've talked about on the show i think (laughs) grant got it from us
2: okay i haven't watched for a hot
0: second (laughs) that's right (laughs) how dare you you're a fake beyond fan (laughs)
1: Uh, i was always going to upgrade as i have missed some games spider-man being an example of one i missed however Why is the original only the PS4 version that's available? I've managed to get a hold of a PS5 and want to catch up on some games, but this is a weird one where uh, if this is how games are rolling out, I think I'd just prefer to buy the game to get the PS5 version. Do you think there's a reason for this or, or why we're not getting some updates? Spider Man is a weird one. So, like, you can, if you're subscribed, you do get the PS5 version of Miles Morales, but you don't mm-hmm. get the PS5 version of Spider Man because that mm-hmm. one is oddly locked behind you can only get it if you buy Miles Morales on PS5 or if you buy an upgrade attached to it like it's it's not a game you can it's just unlock behind a deal on. basically my theory is that that one in particular uh it's coming to PC the remaster version is coming to PC in August mm-hmm. i wouldn't be shocked if they unlock it for PS5 players at that point right. but that that is a weird exception to the rule but generally like you can get the Ghost of Tsushima PS5 version. You can get the Death Stranding PS5 version. So that is that is a weird one. But yeah, it, again, it brings up these questions of like, what gets slotted at what tier? Um, some of the PS2 classics that we've been saying are the PS4 versions, which are great. But then shouldn't they count as PS4 School games technically? Games, yeah. But they don't for some reason. For some of them, uh, it it's a weird state for the I think Lucy as you said like the classic stuff for like the nostalgia tier to want to buy in. I don't think it's worth it yet.
2: I don't think it's worth it yet. It, 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 with, the, with all that said, like I know that I'm, you know, talking about the negatives, but I still think it's a great improvement on what yeah. was the PlayStation Plus uh, whole thing. And um, it's all about quality of life and communication at this point, right? Like d- as long as. PlayStation keeps adding to it as long as there is communication to the fans there. Yeah. Um I think that there's great potential. I think as a launch lineup it's you know, I have questions, <laughs> but I'm I'm still really excited to see where it goes. Mm-hmm.
0: I mean the Game Pass launch lineup sucked.
2: Exactly. There My, you go. What, and like look n- at it now. Nintendo
0: Online like we were like what? I think yeah. it was like a bunch of NES games that most people like there were a few good ones and then some really crappy ones and then gradually there have been like like they added Pokemon Snap today or whatever. Yeah. Like it takes a minute. And I don't know why, because you can pirate all this <laughs> stuff real quick, but I guess they have to figure it out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The thing that I keep coming back to is it just, it, 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 you spend so much time kind of looking at the different tiers and like kind of weighing the different options that you come away with a kind of, or at least, Personally, a sense of almost like buyer's remorse or feeling like this mm. is like, it's like, oh, I don't, this, I, I feel like no matter what I pick, I'm going to feel like I did something wrong. Yeah, Like mm-hmm. I feel like if I get the top one, I'm paying too much. If I get the bottom one, I'm missing out. I get the middle one. It, it feels kind of lopsided that
1: yeah. that's the weird thing for me is like i think the extra middle tier is a great value and i think it is worth it for the people like we we're in a fortunate position where we've played stuff for work and so we've kept up with these games mm-hmm. a lot not everyone out there has that opportunity and so if you've missed any first party or good third party indie stuff it's a really great tier but you feel weird getting the middle tier and mm-hmm. you're even saying the middle tier is the best option because it's position to not make you think that yeah but
2: that, i mean that's I, that's that comes down to the naming and why i can never remember the names is yeah. because they want each name to suggest great value and if you say the middle tier or silver extra is what it's, it's like, like oh, yeah. have a small
0: yeah. soda you'll have a medium yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah but you know silver is less than gold so it's not very good yeah. you know what i mean yeah so yeah. I, I do understand the yeah. naming it's just irritating
0: i mean at the end of the day the whole thing is is it's cheaper than Game Pass Ultimate, isn't it? If like you, you
1: buy the year version, yeah, because okay. Game Pass Ultimate doesn't have a yearly price, whereas this does. Right? So it's it's cheaper to buy that. I forget if extra on its own is cheaper per month. look. Yeah, better,
0: I mean they they're frequently putting that you know Game Pass on like on sale. I'm, that is the thing I'm curious about. Like, will Sony allow this to get out go on sale? Will there yeah. be like gift cards that go on Black Friday deals? Is mm. it possible to get like a weird bundle where you get a you know PS5 and an extra controller and then six months of Premium Plus, Ultra, Platinum, whatever it's called,
1: and so extra, uh, extra in the US at least does cost fifteen dollars a month monthly. So I believe the same as as uh, Game Pass. Right, obviously the it- difference here not being that you don't get first party. Uh, that's the middle one okay uh, that's that's the one that has the really great library that is worth it but of course we're not getting first party stuff day and date you're more buying that i think is a historical first party thing okay we do know that at least so far and and i think this is lucy like you're saying it's gonna matter what the recurring updates look like yeah we know stray is gonna launch into the extra and premium tiers day one next month Wait, which is, a- is
2: great Awesome. How
0: awesome. much is that? How much does that cost,
1: Stray? Yeah, I'm gonna look it up. But uh, I would pay a hundred dollars for that <laughs> <laughs> uh It is currently. This is going off of Steam. Uh, it will be thirty dollars. Okay. So. Bargain. Bargain to play. Yeah, the two months of PS yeah. The Plus. Back yeah. yeah. Um, but basically, we know that they're, they're launching a pretty marquee indie game for them into mm. this service. So presumably... House marquee? House marquee. <laughs> uh, I mean, legitimately, if you've never played house marquee games or Returnal is your first one, you get all of them Which pretty is much so good, yeah. uh, with extra. And there's so many great games. But anyway we know they're doing that and so if we see that continued cadence like roller drone which look cool from the the state of play could launch into that in august we don't know mm-hmm. but like we could potentially get games monthly that are new and i think that's going to matter to people staying as, as subscribers i think there's you know this is a great thing for someone who just buys a ps5 but they need to give reason for them to keep it beyond the first three months of beyond. Beyond. beyond uh owning a ps5 so
0: I'm so jealous know. of anybody who's jumping on a, a PlayStation for the first time, right? Oh now. Yeah. yeah, like that's I, honestly like it, it's it's it sucks. Like it's it's a very extremely first world problem for us to be like, oh, I've played all these great games. <laughs> this isn't a good value for me. I've had
2: every single yeah, console right. since the number one. Yeah.
0: yeah, but I don't know. Like getting to getting to jump in and, and check out like all the you know the exclusives that you missed out on. That's that's huge. And again, it would be cool if it was like, hey, day one you can get the, the remastered Spider-Man or whatever. Like that would be nice to have that in there. But you can only play the PS4 version with all the advantages of the PS5. Pl- I don't, whatever.
1: It's it's a weird one there. But yeah, at the very least, like just from PlayStation Studios alone, if you jump in and you never got to play Bloodborne, Concrete Genie, uh, mm-hmm. Demon Souls, uh, Ghost of Tsushima, God of War, Gravity Rush 1 and 2, Infamous Games, uh, Spider-Man and Miles Morales, like the list goes on in terms of like first party stuff that if you've never gotten to play, day one, you have an amazing lineup. You have yeah. Yeah. several months worth, I think like a year subscription it would take you a while to knock through all these games yeah
2: uh, again great value if you're just buying a playstation
1: yeah exactly and and like really solid third-party stuff as well like if you didn't play indies like celeste ashen uh the artful mm-hmm. escape like there's a whole bunch that are great in there as well plus third-party stuff uh assassin's creed Valhalla. there's a good ubisoft representation because it has that ubisoft plus part of it uh there's some square enix games there's some wb games so it is hopeful it is it is a good start at extra, it is a hey, rough start at pre.
0: What's going on? with... <laughs> I, why isn't W be putting the first Mordor game on there? I don't know. I don't want to play the second one. Yeah, I think they doubled down on all the stuff I didn't like about the first one, <laughs> and like I really want to just go back and just do jump around, ride those weird like pig dogs around, <laughs> kill a bunch of orcs, and they just.
1: I, I mean, that whole series was like, hey, we we got the first one is great I loved it the second one they improved over time with some of the issues with like DLC and microtransactions and it was still a fun playing game but I I fell off it but it's like we had those two great games and then they just went silent and now we know that Dev is working on the Wonder Woman game but it was like oh we had a great opportunity to keep doing Lord of the Rings games
2: and such what a great happened? system
1: yeah like we all such thought that was gonna system. be just
0: the next big thing yeah, yeah. like that was gonna be it and it was going to be everywhere yeah. and we just don't have that which is bizarre
1: well and then they trademarked it and so now yeah. you have to buy it
0: I really um, really hope that Wonder Woman just I've said this before I really hope it has the nemesis system which is just regular <laughs> men <laughs> <laughs> just like ordinary
2: dudes Dave
0: Yeah. Oh, my
1: God. <laughs> oh, that Dave so Frank good. Bob
0: <laughs> the man
1: <laughs> Oi Wonder Woman he's just like Stephen Steven Jim. the dishonest <laughs> <laughs> um yeah anyway we'll see what happens there but yeah I'm curious what people who have been subscribing. I tweeted about it earlier this week, and there are people... I've seen a lot of people who are like, I'm jumping in. I missed a bunch of games. This has been great for that. There's yeah. a lot of people who are like, I'm on premium. I'm glad some of these games are there, but where are the rest of the classics that I want? Yeah, Like you said, Max, some stuff is just locked behind third parties who might not want to put it or have it available to put on here. Mm-hmm. But uh it, yeah, it hopefully we see that tier increase in particular. I also don't love that game trials are at the highest tier.
2: Mm. That seems completely weird. Like, Yeah, I think we said this... We've like when about it, it was yeah. announced and and we sort of were just like that's a, well, th- th- it seems still, cruel to, yeah like that's the whole point of a game trial is it should be accessible Open. to everyone right yeah. like uh, yeah even I agree. putting
1: it at the extra tier would feel a little bit better because at least yeah. it's tied to ps4 and ps5 games and mm-hmm. so it would make sense there but like The whole point of them is to make you want to go buy the full game.
0: If you book our premium business executive suite, Mm -hmm. you will find one free AOL thousand hours disc lying on your bed and you can go (laughs) online for 1000
1: hours. There is someone listening to this show who doesn't know that we used to get discs to make our internet work. Yeah. Yeah. That's a weird part about life. Anyway, in terms of what you can get a disc for coming up soon, that's the only transition I have there, uh, is that we're getting,
2: uh, I've missed your transition
1: after, after, uh, unfortunate leaks including literally the day of uh we did get final official confirmation at the end of last week so just wanted to touch on it very briefly but we did get word that the last of us remake is official it is being made by naughty dog it's coming out september 2nd uh it includes the base the last of us game that you know uh but fully essentially rebuilt for ps5 in terms of art animation they went back and sort of rescanned the uh performances of the character of the art uh, actors excuse me from the original stuff updated the models to become closer to the expressions and the minute stuff that they were doing we know that they've improved the gameplay in some ways we don't know the extent to which but we obviously know that they have uh learned a lot like the last of us part two obviously we talk about it on a big storytelling level i think a thing that doesn't get talked about as much is that it really made good really good improvements to the stealth and the combat of that series
2: oh my god and significantly huge
1: but in ways that are like it was funny because i came away from our preview and i remember talking about this back then of, of part two and it's like you can't really put on the back of the box more interesting sneaking or like more precise combat mm-hmm. but it works like it, the depths and levels of the ai that they change the the stealth combat all that stuff no, was that, really that game is
0: a flat out metal gear solid 2 straight <laughs> up down to being it being divisive and having a switcheroo <laughs> with who you're playing as but like it also adds like crazy ai and a whole bunch of like yeah. really cool systems now i'm wondering if the remake whatever we're calling it part Part one one. part
1: one is what it's officially.
0: (laughs) (laughs) if that's going to be like a twin snake scenario i don't think it will be because it's they're actually you know the in-house team is handling it and they've learned from that mistake but like the fact that that game was designed for those controls and those systems so they're gonna have there's clearly gonna have to be a lot of tweaking going on under the hood to be like oh like you i mean you have different i i can't imagine they're gonna like bring over like all the traversal changes and everything
2: well i mean are they still gonna have the letters or the rafts yeah and having
1: like they, they could make changes like that we don't know to what extent that stuff has been made and so that's the that's the interesting question right here is like how much of a different experience will that stuff be because you're right like going prone in part two completely changes your stealth options alone yeah, yeah. so how is that going to work it, it will there be going prone or will it just be some evolutions there but even the ai like i will i love the last of us one i think it like it is the masterpiece that it was and it has stuck with me for so long Is why i love part two so much but like the the stealth gameplay there is, a, I think, notoriously something that people have learned to cheese. Like there's mm-hmm. all the gifts you see of people like having Ellie running around and, and getting <laughs> caught, but no one notices her and things like that. If they're adding in new AI to be better tracking you and the world in general, if they're smarter AI, they will have to update your skill set as well. Yeah. And so that's that's going to make playing those scenarios different. Like it's going to mm-hmm. be really interesting.
2: I mean, I think that when they say rebuilt from the ground up like they're making a big promise there like that's not just okay we're going to try and work around this trick it's not like a you know a square peg round hole scenario i think they're really change they're going to change it like they're going to change the fundamental way that you play that game personally that's fine by me because i loved the last of us part one i loved the last (laughs) of us the original last of us um for its story, like I don't particularly have like fond memories of its combat or anything like that. I mean, you know, aside from the sort of the clickers and the, you know, the horror, the, the total tone, the tone of the gameplay. Yeah. Um, but uh, I mean, I think it's, it's, they're making some big promises here. I think it's going to be a, totally different experience yeah and and i hope so max
0: go ahead yeah i hope that that price tag reflects how much work has actually gone into this and i I mean i assume it does you know like this isn't i don't think they're gonna full-on nickel and dime us but i mean to to go back to like the twin snakes thing like that whole deal with that was like they took the first person shooting edition and like the the crawling and climbing stuff from metal gear solid 2 and just dumped it into metal gear solid 1 which was (laughs) the entire the architecture for that game entirely was not made for that yeah And so, like, there were all these weird, there were, like, just weird new ways you could cheese everything. And, like, I'm actually, and now I'm actually, like, really excited about this because I want to see exactly if it's from the ground up, like, does that, do they change the, has they completely redesigned it? Like, at this point... I mean,
2: I would assume yes. Like, that's the thing. Like, I think think it's going to be a a different game. It's still going to have, you know, it's, it's. I'm imagining it more like a Resident Evil 2. I mean, obviously with with less remixing. Yeah. um, But, uh That much of an overhaul. Like I'm, I'm truly thinking that this is going to be way more in step with with part two. Otherwise, they wouldn't have called it part one. Yeah, right. Like
1: that's also so. Yeah, like Max, as you alluded to, this it will be a full price game. It is seventy dollars, which has caused some frustration from players because the the remastered game for PS4 is twenty bucks that you can buy or will be part of PS Plus and whatnot. This won't be on day one. It comes with whatever the full campaign will look like and the Left Behind DLC, which is great, but not any multiplayer. Because as we yeah. also learned last week, uh, they are full steam ahead on their multiplayer Last of Us World project. We got a piece of concept art, which was beautiful. It showed, I think, San Francisco that they're fighting in. Yeah. But they were like, we'll show you more information next year on that one. So
0: That, that image was to shut up people who were mad that The <laughs> Last of Us Part 1 does not include the multiplayer. Factions.
1: And, and I think it makes sense because they want to put all that... If they're going to put effort into maintaining multiplayer servers and building out a new system, they want to do in the new thing that's going to be around for five plus years or whatever their their goals are rather than a, a, a better version of the old game from nine years ago
2: it also very much makes me think that there's going to be a part three. Oh yeah me too mm. I, you know what i mean like it feels like they wouldn't be investing this much in a, a complete overhaul unless yeah. they have a part three in mind
1: yeah no totally me too i um,
0: imagine they're going to have a sort of tricky time marketing part one just because of everything we've kind of talked about here to mm. specifically to gamers but i Can't imagine that's going to be an issue after the HBO show drops, assuming that actually hits the notes it needs to.
1: And I think that is a big reason also why this thing exists. exists. (laughs) And and we also know it's coming to PC is the thing of like, The Last of Us 1, it's a huge game. It's one of like Sony's, I think, best-selling first-party games. Like Mm it sold tremendously well. Part 2 has sold very well. Obviously, it is a beloved, well-known franchise, but there's going to be a whole new audience of people who will watch the tv show yes because hbo can draw 20 plus million people with their biggest shows and i do ho- i do think they want this to be a big show for them yeah and so that is a whole audience that will see this and be like oh it's based on a game oh i can go buy it right now and oh, i it- can
2: go buy a playstation 5 to play it yeah right? and it
1: looks beautiful yeah. instead of showing I'm, i like i think the remaster still holds up well for what it was but you show that to someone who doesn't know games as well or to someone who wants the brand spanking newest thing mm-hmm. and they're gonna see this version and be like that's what i need to go buy yeah. there's
0: also a ton of ex- uh, accessibility stuff that they're throwing in exactly, and all the stuff yeah. from 2 which is which is smart so you know? good yeah so good
1: yeah they i think they said over 60 accessibility features will be coming with this and, and yeah part two i think is one of the most Notably accessible games out there when it comes to this third person space. Unless you're or,
0: mad at it, in which case it's real hard well, to get yes, into. Yeah,
1: <laughs> um, but I, you know, I, I think at the end of the day, for people who are like, I don't want to pay seventy dollars for a remake, you're allowed to not spend the money that you don't want to spend. I get that yeah. for people who especially can only spend so much money per year. Chances are this will be on sale. You'll find a sale through Wario mm-hmm. sixty four IGN <laughs> deals. It will, it will happen. Like yeah. that, that will happen if you don't want to spend it. I like for like you were saying, Lucy, the work that that they say they are doing that is that is not a small investment from mm-hmm. from a team like this and so i am very curious to see what that all merits out being yeah and you know i i am very interested to see what replaying the last of us in this reimagined version will be like i'm I think it'd be very cool. excited yeah.
0: i'm down to jump into it just because like I, I never finished part two Oh, like, hey. I, I no i keep meaning to kind of go back to it but at the same time like that, that game dropped when society was crumbling around us it's like fair. that came out at a very bad time it
2: was a tricky time
0: and i was like i don't i don't need this i'm gonna play animal crossing and then i was like i need to do actual yard work and i went outside yeah. i don't know what to tell you touch like,
2: some grass yeah, yeah.
0: and I ripped it up because it wasn't supposed to be growing there but um <laughs> no i don't know like I, I loved the mechanics that they had there and i just was again like i know the story was people were mad at it for all sorts of dumb reasons i, I the thing that kind of balked me was it was just it's it's a long game. It is. It's long very game. long. Like yeah. it's really long and I, I kind of love that the f- the first one is pff, I mean it's not short. It's still like a decent sized game, but it's mm. like it's it's manageable, you know? Yeah. Like I mean, I feel like a 20-hour game is a weekend, a 40-hour game is a week. Like it's a different it's a different animal, you know. Yeah.
2: I've learned with The Last of Us Part 2, especially considering the time that it came out, um that everyone's experience of it was very unique. You know, for me, I came out of that that game just sort of being like, that was one of the most wonderful things I've played. I can't fathom how anyone can think differently. (laughs) Right. Um, but of course, you know, it came out during a really rough time for us all like mentally, emotionally. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, it, it obviously was divisive for, for a bunch of reasons, but, um, i you know you know how i feel about the last, oh, last yes. part too very passionately
1: there are several episodes of beyond that you can hear lucy and i very passionate about that game about if you want to from that time um but no yeah for, for me i the the first game like it's one of the most vivid memories of playing a game finishing a game like i remember being in my apartment that i was living in, in new york and finishing that game and just walking out to like my friends in the living room and just being like I've just been through an ordeal. Yeah, like, this yeah. is, my I life mean, has changed. Something. And yeah. they're just watching like Avatar on Netflix, the the show, not the movie, I'm sorry. Uh-huh. Uh, the Last Airbender. And I, they're like, well, we're watching them do cool. Like... We're on a real airbender over <laughs> here. <Yeah. laughs> and I'm like, I've, I've changed as a human being. But so like this game means so much to so many people, mm-hmm. including people who made this game. Like I, mm-hmm. I, I think a thing that I appreciated both of uh, Neil Druckmann's presentation of it and the blog posts that have come out after is they're talking about who the directors are for the remake project there are people who last of us was their first game at naughty dog who are part Mm. of this project so it's like it is a thing that i think means a lot to the people who are making it as well and so i i do think this is a thing like you're saying lucy that we probably don't know the full scope of how much has been changed Mm -hmm. until we get to play it until we and like you said there's a lot of part two combat sequences i remember vividly some of them are on screen now i have the many fewer of those from the first game
2: yeah yeah it's, it's, i love the first game for its story and its characters i don't particularly remember much of its combat so
1: if, if part one elevates that level of it yeah. for me then i yeah i can't wait to play it i'm, I'm excited um but yeah we'll, we'll see what happens in just three months we're pretty close. Yeah. Um but those were all the big PlayStation topics that I wanted to hit um before we 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 get all sappy and emotional. But before we do, just anything anyone's been playing that they want to talk about or shout out?
2: I've Raising My Child.
1: That's a good game. That's I gave up on that game. months ago. Uh,
2: <laughs> Fortnite it's yeah, not you, a joke I got into
1: that's weird right? oh, I feel weird yeah. I
0: feel so extremely how do you do fellow kids <laughs> like I feel like that part of Billy Madison well really all of Billy Madison where he's an adult man who's in a children's place like that is. <laughs> but I don't know I, I don't know what clicked I just got into it a was couple it the months. no
2: build version yeah okay yeah. is that yeah. the reason because I know that's that not... made a lot of people like it lifted a lot of barriers that's people. not
0: It's which is stupid that's not specifically what it is mm. um though it is kind of interesting how I think a lot of older players did suddenly get into it again yeah. because of that, because like, it, it's crazy. It took them this, that long that oh, look, we actually have Fortnite footage. That's ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> um,
1: this is all captured by me. No, it's not. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, this is, I, I mean, I think the no build, it got Mark Medina. He's talked about on the show. Like mm. he very adamantly was like, I don't want to ever play Fortnite Cause I hate the building. Yeah. And then he, he got to level 100, which is the end of the base battle pass within like a month. Of, right. of a like wow. four month long season like he was obsessed with it wow. and so he's become full on like yeah. me talking about it a couple times on the show just got him to try it mm-hmm.
0: i mean i jumped into it when it first came it was really it's, it's so funny to think about Fortnite, the sort of like road to to that like that was yeah. the, that was the first unreal four game announced oh yeah and it was they had this bizarre cinematic which was eventually for like Fortnite save the world which came out yeah and nobody gave a Mm -hmm. (laughs) like there was this weird four month stretch where like it was like wow that game finally came out after being in development for what seven years yeah and then they were like battle royale and then it was just everything like that is the biggest game in the universe and it's kind of crazy to think about but also jumping into it launch i was like well, this kind of sucks. There's no character creation. And they were like, but what if we charged you for characters? And, I <laughs> and it know. works. Yeah. And I mean, like works. fast forward what five years or something into the lifespan. And it's just it's become this like incredible toy box. And it's yeah. like, you know, I feel like it's it's the difference between, you know, Smash Brothers ultimate post DLC and like the the first one where it's like there's like you're like, that's oh, this a little roster, like, I like three of these guys, whatever. And now it's like Freaking Moon Knight just shot me.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, it's like we, I, I play pretty frequently with my partner and a couple friends, and it's one of those things where we, um, the game is malleable as well because obviously there's the goal of get to be first place mm-hmm. if in a team or, or solo or whatever, but you have so many other side challenges. There are now collectibles in the game that are more regular for, because they the game a game about
0: kit bashing right now. Yeah. Yeah. Like, the snap tokens. Yeah, like I've been yeah. jumping around and grabbing, you know, collecting body parts for an action figure.
1: Yeah. Yeah. There's, they've now added that in every season. So it's like, there's so much you do when you drop in. It's less about like, let me get to number one for me. It's more like, what are the silly things I'm engaging with that mm-hmm. are
2: fun? Um, I just feel but, like a decrepit old corpse <laughs> in between you two.
1: Well, uh, you'll have to jump into Fortnite with us. That's <laughs> Maybe one day. <laughs> um, but yeah, other than that, I have played a little bit of TMNT Shredder's Revenge. Oh, so yeah. excited yeah. for that! Which, I've got my card. It's really funny for me. What's I, I obviously there are people out there who are much greater TMNT fans than me, especially on this show and have been on this show. But uh, for me, I loved the arcade game, but I only ever played it alone. Right. It was when I would we mm. we had an arcade on the boardwalk in my hometown, and I would go. Go in. I, it was like when I'd be walking with family on the boardwalk, and my dad would be like, "Go ahead, here's some quarters. Go play." And I'd always come to TMNT. I'd play alone. I'd play as whoever I chose, just at random. Uh, I since Donatello became my main because that was just how it happened. But uh, yeah, I'm really enjoying. It is like such a love letter thing, and it's mm-hmm. such a cliche. But like they they really just flat out went as much as possible. This is the game you think you remember yeah. as modern as possible. Yeah. Um, and it, it makes no apologies for that. And it's it's just delightful. It's colorful. It's silly. Um, the attention to detail in every level is just like staggering. Um, I'm really enjoying it. I like, I don't, I don't have enough of an arcade knowledge of those older games. Cause it's been so long since I played them to compare one to one, but this is the sort of game. Like if this is what I walked into to play it at the arcade, it's the only thing I'd play. Yeah. Like it is just that pretty and special and fun.
0: It's also just the attention to detail, like beyond the game itself. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they I mean, they got like like two of the guys from Wu Tang to record like a Ninja Turtles rap, which yeah. is like that. I think anything else that would be completely like corny and like phoned in and like weird, but like there have been various ninja raps, including Vanilla Ice's Vanilla ninja raps. Yeah. yeah,
1: infamous. Like that yeah. Mike Patton yeah. Uh, is, does
2: the theme song. I don't know the what to room. compare that to. Maybe yeah, that's playing
0: just... Tarzan Boy at the end of the third movie. It's I don't know, whatever.
2: It's, it's one of those cases, and, you know, it's it's hard to get a game like this made, I feel. Um, and it's it's very telling that it's it's Devolver, right?
1: They no, published it. uh, Did they publish
0: it? I they published they it. Yes. It's yeah, but, dot, dot .EMU, and it's Tribute yeah. Games, who developed it. Oh, I think right. yeah, they did, what, Streets of Rage 4? Is I believe the, so, Okay. Yeah. But
2: I, I guess what I'm saying is... Um, I feel like it could only have been made at Devolver. Like, it's just such a, um, it's clearly just people who love the game and love the original, uh, sorry, who love the original series so much and like the original game so much and have just had freedom, the Mm -hmm. freedom to make this. Well, clearly
0: also the time to polish it.
2: Right. You know, because there
0: have been plenty of games that have sort of tried to do something like this and you know not stuck the landing because they had to ship it or whatever yeah Yeah. uh because it's at the end of the day it's a licensed game but like i love that when we're at the point where people are actually like oh maybe the license is valuable and deserves a good game and it should have the time and attention it deserves and yeah uh yeah the other thing the collector's edition comes with a a coupon for a free uh personal pizza hut pizza yeah which the original <laughs> NES arcade game did too, which is just like that's just such a
1: It's so it's smart. So like
0: adults had to send emails about that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I don't even know who paid for like who puts the bill there? <laughs> oh like Nickelodeon? Pizza <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah. That's what is the
1: funny thing to me now is that TMNT is a Nickelodeon property. I mm-hmm. always forget that. Um, but yeah, anyway, this uh, just to clear for anyone in the comments, uh, Streets of Rage 4 was also .EMU, 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 whatever. Uh, I, I still don't know the pronunciation, unfortunately, uh, along with Lizard Cube and Guard Crush games. And this one was, as he said, uh, them and uh, Tribute okay. games. So yeah.
0: But no obviously, idea who does what there, but I'm glad they're doing it. A
1: clear love for these old arcade games, and it's cool yeah. that they're finding a way to modernize them. Um, But yeah, I I definitely recommend, if you want a a good interview, shout out to one of our sister shows, you can go over to uh, Nintendo Voice Chat. They spoke with one of the uh, developers on Team NT. And we both have a
2: very cool feature on it in the upcoming weeks yes
1: look forward to that as well if you want to want to learn some awesome stuff about it uh anyway with all that all said lucy please don't leave (laughs) um no i uh, obviously (laughs) copyright strike (laughs) um no of course uh lucy it feels weird i have done now several of these goodbye shows for beyond it's very strange um and as someone who like you are my boss for the last couple of years. Yes. Uh, we first started working together most closely, I think, doing this show together and just yeah. me trying to volunteer for features work here and there. Um, but like I, I came to IGN already like adoring the work that you've done at IGN. And then to have been been part of a team where, where I got to see your excellence on display all the time to do these shows with you has been like just such an honor. I, oh, I think, oh, no. you know, something that I I just want on the record is that truly I I hope you all out there know from from Lucy's time on the show, Lucy has been such a tremendously impactful, important part of IGN since Thank since you. she's been here, and it has been just a joy to work with you to do these shows with you, and I'm going to miss you dearly. I'm so happy for you, oh, but it's it's just been a joy.
2: It has honestly been just the most wonderful three years, and I will miss you all so much i can't look at you either of you on the show you've been here for like what 11 or something i've been here for 10 years years. um of course a whole bunch of that time was spent in you know days away from retirement (laughs) i truly was um and i'm just gonna yeah i'm gonna miss you all so much Dorno, you are just the most talented fierce uh editor writer uh sort of content creator you're the most like wonderful person to work with max you are just an overwhelming talent and you could do anything you wanted in the world i think and i am just going to miss you, you so <laughs> so much um but you know i'm i'm going publisher side uh and i will still be around in games and um and we i will be back yes on this show right. You're, you're always
1: welcome back as a guest, as far as I'm concerned, and, and are a fabric and part of what Beyond has been to me since I started here and, and since we've been doing the show and since I've been hosting. And it's, it's just... We're going to miss you. I know how much love there is out there for you in the audience as well. I mean, I, you're the only one to get a special Beyond t-shirt. Yeah. The Elderly <laughs> the Irish elderly Woman shirt The Elderly Irish Woman
2: is... A joke that's probably no one remembers. The is, t-shirt is still on the story. Everyone's like, what the hell is this? I, I, wonder, I love the, that The, the, the
0: guy story. who left that original comment, I wonder how he's doing.
2: Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, but yeah, to everyone who's listened to me over the last 10 years, whether it was the, the you know the original uh, pub cast in Sydney, yeah. which was just a drunk fest with a lot of fun, mm-hmm. Um, and, and of course, beyond, um, thank you. Thank you for listening and, and for reading my reviews and my features and all that sort of thing. And the things, the amazing stuff that we've produced as a team, Dorno, mm. um, yeah, I, uh, I thank you guys and I will miss you so much. Um, yeah. Heartbreaking. Yeah. Um,
1: well, I, you know, I just, it it means so much to me that we were able to make this happen <laughs> we'll,
2: we'll all cry
1: and, and hug probably uh, as soon as this ends yeah. but no it, it means so much to me that we were able to do this and to be able to be in studio for this it's oh been so long God, since I'm we were so able to I'm so
2: pleased that we were able to yeah. do this Brian person.
0: was supposed to be here but he got huge diarrhea so yeah. he's massive yeah, yeah, diarrhea big uh, ones, it's,
1: a big yeah I, that always happens to him on every Friday he should have yeah. known that would have been a problem <laughs> um, but no Brian did want to be here unfortunately wasn't able to but like obviously and I'm sure he will tell you personally but obviously sentence his love and, and everything course. for here but we. I, I, you know, I. It's just been such a, a wonderful experience to work with you, to to have you as my boss, to be a co-host with you on this show, to to have done all this amazing work together. And I'm, I'm so happy and excited for the future for you. And we love you, we'll miss you, but it's been wonderful. I don't to I don't know the show with you.
0: I don't know when we became friends, but it <laughs> happened just kind of immediately.
2: Immediately, that, that feels you know? yeah
0: yeah. Like I think we just we, we maybe chatted on Twitter or something, and then we met at E3, and then. I don't know. Then you, you, you lived in my basement after that. Yeah. Which sounds weird, but. No, you know. I
2: mean, it's, it's true. No, you're like family. And yeah. It's just,
0: I don't know. I'm deeply heartbroken to see you go, but I'm also happy to see you off, you know, going and doing exciting new things. And
2: I think one of the most wonderful parts about all this is that we are really good friends and like it's not like i'm like I, I know when i step out of this building like it's not like i'm never gonna see you guys again because yeah. if you were I moving see- too
0: i would just block you
1: oh <laughs> i'm not moving your number thank God, i'm not no, moving block and report you'll be in the area and be very easy to hop over and guess whenever you want to the doors exactly. Always open. <clears throat> exactly but uh thank you for being able to to make this happen with us and thank you for thank you all the amazing work over the years and for all the wonderful shows together it has been such a wonderful joy to do the show with you over the years, to to make so much incredible stuff at IGN with you. And I'm so excited for your next step, and, and everyone will learn about that shortly. But uh, thank you for being a part of Beyond to me since I've been here and to what I think it is for so many people. So thank thank you. you for
2: letting me be a part of it. Of course. That is the most important thing. I- i would
1: not dream of it any other way i remember the second barrett and i were producing together we were like we got oh lucy's moving as soon as we found that out we we're like we got to have you on the show all the time <laughs> that was like literally he and i i think turned to each other we're like lucy she's moving to america yes well also have her
2: shout out to barrett shout out to ronnie and shout out to red oh yes yeah who were yeah. my long-standing producers yes um thank you for everything that you've done absolutely.
1: Well, Lucy, thank you so much for the show and for for all of the amazing shows. Max, thank you so much as well. Yeah. You're not leaving, so I'm not going to get that. No, set.
0: actually, I'm doing the opposite of Lu- Oh.
1: The dramatic lighting well, has that's changed. That's weird. That's I was our to, say that to I'm
0: doing the opposite of leaving. I'm actually going to be covering for you the next two weeks. Exactly. So. <laughs>
1: I'll be on vacation. Max will be hosting. guys. You
0: got a sub. We're going to be watching Twister the first week and uh, Mask of Zorro the second week. And in if you have Spanish.
1: <laughs> if you haven't, go watch the last thing we all did together as a group uh, oh, in studio, which was the. Uh, one of only two episodes of our Bloodborne Let's Play, which are out there. And it was a wonderful, joyous time in the old studio. Uh, but anyway, thank you both so much for joining me for this, this week's episode. Thank you to Red, our producer, for making this show happen. And thank you to everyone out there for listening and watching and being with us through all the wonderful times. We hope you're doing well. We hope you're staying safe. And as always,
2: Beyond. Beyond. Hi, it's Jennifer, a founder of the Go Kid Go Network. Do your kids love wacky worlds, superheroes, and inventing? Of course they do. That's why our shows, Bobby Wonder and Lucy Wow, are set in Pflugerville, the nonstop fun and adventure universe where imagination, creativity, STEM, and positive role models abound. Join the Pflugerville fun by searching for Bobby Wonder and Lucy Wow on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcasts.